Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. You're killing me, Smalls. There's no crying in baseball. Eye on the ball, okay? One, two, three, strike. That guy was a bro. <laughs> and his name is Dan Ugly. Let's go Bucks. Oh, no, you're calling me weird. God bless America. God bless the Queen. Hello and welcome to a new episode of The Top Step. I'm Steve Miller and today I am joined by my brother, Joe Miller, for a little bit of a bonus slash different episode. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm doing well. How about you, Steve? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Joe and I just came off a nice Sunday afternoon tour of the brand new Fredericksburg National Stadium uh, right across 95 from downtown Fredericksburg in, uh, I guess, central or southern northern Virginia. The uh, Potomac Nationals, high single-A team for the Washington Nationals, moved down from Woodbridge. This would have been their first season in Fredericksburg, however... Uh, there's no minor league baseball season, or, or any baseball season at this point, as you all know well. Um, but as the stadium was coming to fruition in the spring, the team posted updates. We saw pictures online, and Joe made a comment in like probably February or maybe early March that there's no way this stadium is going to be ready for opening day, uh, which it wasn't. But lo and behold, the world got put on pause and Joe came up with the brilliant idea that perhaps the coronavirus was created by the Fredericksburg Nationals to buy them time to finish the stadium. What do you think about that, Joe? So yeah, as, uh, as we were gearing up for the 2020 baseball season, um, there was really no way that this stadium was going to be done. So just as a joke, I kind of said that, you know, what if um, the Fred Nats started this coronavirus thing because they didn't want a season at all and they knew that if they... April, whatever date it was that they were going to have their first game, their stadium wasn't ready. I mean, what were they going to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't ready. And it is now late June and the stadium is still not ready. So the the team had these free open houses the past two weekends. And so we went uh, today, it was a Sunday morning. And the first thing I noticed was that pretty much the entire concourse, the main concourse behind the seats on, on the infield was just a shell pretty much like there was steel beams there were the cutouts for you know what would be the concession stands in the team store but the whole concourse was just you know a skeleton bare bones and then they they're putting in suites in the press box in um, like a little second deck behind those seats um, and there's nothing up there at that point so that's kind of what jumped out at me uh, at the start um, so that was that was kind of the disappointment of the day to see the progress that still has to be made um, and of course at this point it looks like there's not going to be a minor league season in 2020 so they'll have at least I guess eight or nine months to to finish that up and, and polish off the rest of the stadium before they'll actually need to host any games uh, in the spring of 2021 but what I do want to talk about more is uh, some of the positives we saw because the Potomac Nationals played in what I really think was probably the worst facility in minor league and major league baseball um, or in any baseball affiliated with major league baseball because I went to high school in Northern Virginia and I played on several high school baseball fields, not my own, but other teams that were nicer than Fitzner Stadium in Woodbridge, um, which I know Paul and I talked about it before is actually the reason that Michael Jordan went straight to double A uh, when he was a minor league baseball player because the Fitzner Stadium in Woodbridge was a White Sox affiliate at the time and did not have the capacity to handle the media that would have come out to watch Michael Jordan play. So if you watch The Last Dance and notice that uh, in the episode that talked about his baseball career, the Potomac Nationals are the reason that Michael Jordan went straight to double A. Then the Potomac Cannons 
they became the Potomac Nationals when the Nationals moved back to D.C. And then, of course, as we talked about before, they became the Fredericksburg Nationals in this uh, past offseason, much to the chagrin of the Fredericksburg locals who wanted the better name than the Nationals. But that's uh, a conversation that we already had. So now we're going to talk about what we noticed about the stadium and, and some of the, the positives of it. Of course, it is a huge upgrade on Fitzner Stadium. And as a, a high A stadium, I've seen a couple high A stadiums or just A ball stadiums in general around the league. And this one, I think, would definitely rank among uh, among the best. They do have a huge jumbotron out in right field, which for uh you know class a teams is is somewhat rare the dayton dragons have one they were one of the first a teams to get one um back in the early 2000s but uh yeah this one definitely looks state-of-the-art they talked about having movie nights out there um but as soon as you walk in the main entrance is on the third base side which is where it looks like the or excuse me the first base side which is where it looks like the season ticket parking holder excuse me <laughs> the season ticket holder parking lot is going to be um, and so you walk in and there's a pretty massive, just open air concourse area. It looks like it might be some sort of party deck. And then you get down into the seats and there are these nice picnic tables with uh, a couple of seats each that they said were reserved for season ticket holders. Uh, so Joe, what did you think about that vantage point when we first walked in right down the right field line, um, sitting at those picnic tables, how would you like to watch a baseball game from there? Yeah, definitely. That would be, that'd be definitely uh, something I would want to do in my lifetime. Hopefully, by the time that I am that old, I'm not living in Fredericksburg, but <laughs> when I come back, I would definitely want to see a game from those seats. One thing that I noticed is that for day games especially, a lot of those kind of um, uh, like tables and chairs, they just get very, very hot. Like even I just noticed sitting in them when we were touring the stadium today, like I wouldn't want to be sitting out there at a 1 p.m. game because the table and stuff would just be burning. There was absolutely no shade protection. So that was about the only negative, but still, it's just really nice. You get a uh, full wait staff the entire game. So like the tour guide said, you really don't have to get up, which is pretty nice. Everything is pretty much catered to you. And uh, so, yeah, it's a pretty positive experience overall. Yeah, like Joe said, there's not a whole lot of shading on that side, so that might be an upgrade, you know, uh, a couple years in the future that the team might want to put in. But it is in a good spot right down the right field line, essentially right where the foul line meets kind of that right field wall area. Um, and the protective netting around the infield ends right before this party deck area. So it is decent uh, foul ball territory right down the line, and you don't have to look through the net uh, when you're looking at the infield. So from there, we went along the right field side. Uh, they got nice big right field foul pole, uh, or I guess left field foul pole too, uh, in that sense. Um, definitely the outfield wall and the outfield concourse itself is is a real nice addition because Fitzner Stadium really had nothing more than just some like wooden advertisement boards essentially you couldn't even walk from uh the the seats that were in the infield uh, anywhere to the outfield there was just nothing beyond the bullpens down there um it just went straight from the field had these advertisement boards and then there was just woods back behind the outfield fence uh so we were able to walk back and um the concourse behind the right field side is nice big and, and open and they said they're going to have some like uh bar tables essentially out there for um people to watch the game you know standing room from right field and there's a little like play uh jungle gym area beyond there uh for kids to play at during the game so that area out there in right field is definitely a good home run territory sort of area and then from there the concourse itself juts back um, because the visitors bullpen is right there in right center field and you can view the visitors bullpen from the concourse very easily you'll just be able to kind of peer down into the bullpen which i like stadiums that do that because it gives you an 
a close-up vantage point um, for some of the behind-the-scenes action. And there's uh, more of that to come actually in the, the Fredericksburg Stadium that we'll talk about in a second. But then another interesting addition that I have not seen anything similar to this before was right next to that bullpen area, there's a hand-operated scoreboard underneath like a little dugout style covering in the concourse. And the tour guide said it's going to be a club, or excuse me, a, a group like seating area where the group itself is going to be responsible for the operation of the scoreboard, which is a neat thing to do uh, if you're just a fan at a game to be able to operate like the official box score scoreboard for the stadium. Um, so it's a neat experience, but also it just seems like <laughs> they're passing off a job that maybe they would have had to pay someone else to do <laughs> to the fans. But I guess it works out for both sides in that sense, because I'm sure at any game you go to, there are fans that would enjoy operating a hand-operated scoreboard. Uh, so, Joe, what do you think about that area out there? I thought that was a super cool idea. At first, it worried me because it could also be a formula for disaster because in some in some ways, I feel like there should be some someone out there just making sure that the right numbers are going up all the time. But the more that I thought about it, the more I came to the conclusion that whoever's going to be operating it most likely will at least like know what they're doing and like this isn't their first time keeping score. So I think that... Overall, it could be a really good addition to the stadium. Yeah, that's probably the case. And I assume that the uh, there's going to be some sort of team employee out there, like Joe said, making sure that the right numbers are going up. But yeah, definitely a fun little experience for the fans to do. Um, and then as you go around center field, the concourse juts back again. And then behind the batter's eye, since the batter's eye is taller than you know the rest of the outfield wall, um, there's going to be a timeline of the history of baseball in the city of Fredericksburg that our guide said would uh, go all the way back to the Civil War when both sides, I guess, would play baseball games during the Civil War and then you know go through history all the way until uh, the present day when we finally have a major league-affiliated team in the city of Fredericksburg. Um, so I, I guess that'll be a neat addition to the park um, and kind of intertwine the history of the city with the history of, of baseball, um, and that's always a cool thing for fans to experience. Then as you go along behind center field to left field, uh, there is a raised platform about 15 to 20 feet above left field that they're just going to call the home run porch, and then they're going to have uh, concession stands and standing room uh, sort of tables and seats up there. You know, that definitely looks like it'll be a good addition because you'll be able to access that area from anywhere in the park. And I always enjoy stadiums where you're able to walk around the entire stadium itself just as any fan, just any paying fan who has any ticket anywhere. You can walk around the whole stadium during the game, get a different vantage point, um, see what there is to see, get all you know the different kinds of food that they offer throughout the stadium. Um, most major league stadiums nowadays have that. Some of the older ones don't. Dodger Stadium especially is bad with that where you have to enter in uh, only where where your ticket is, but um, Fredericksburg definitely did a good job of making sure that you know fans can experience the entirety of the stadium. We were not able to go up to that home run porch though because it's not finished yet. However, we did go down into another group seating area um, that is on the field level in left field where you actually view the game through the chain link fence that is the left field wall. Um, pretty much the same vantage point as like the Clevelander Club would give you in Miami. But this spot in Fredericksburg is um, right in front of the batting tunnel that both the home and visiting teams will use. 
And so the fans will be able to watch the players take batting practice before the game. But then during the game, they said the batting tunnel will be open to the fans who have tickets in that group seating area, which I honestly, I don't think I have ever heard of that like feature or experience being available to fans, um, especially during the game in any other stadium, you know, affiliated with professional baseball in the country. Uh, so Joe, how would you like to take batting practice during a minor league baseball game? That would be insane. Like, I feel like, like you said, like no other team has that experience. Like you've got the little games at Nats park and whatever other field that you go to where you can like, you know, try to throw a fastball at like a simulated batter or something but like never can you actually go into the batting cages that the the real players use so I think that's a super cool thing that will get a lot of uh, a lot of access but uh yeah just overall a very cool addition yeah definitely um and so that area behind the batting cages itself is actually going to be open uh open air essentially so uh there was like a nice breeze down there today and our uh, tour guide made the comment that, yeah, like during the summer months, minor league has a lot of day games just to accommodate families. Like it gets hot here in Fredericksburg in the 90s to upper 90s. And uh, that would def- definitely be a good area to hang out in the shade with that breeze coming through. Um, probably a good 10 to 15 degrees cooler than the rest of the ballpark, um, especially if you're in a uncovered seat. So from there, we went out onto the field itself. And, you know, the first thing we noticed about the field before, you know, the tour really even started as we were just walking around is that uh, it's turf and the or the outfield itself, I guess, is turf. And even the warning track is turf, but it's not the field turf that you see on like a lot of youth, you know, soccer and lacrosse fields around the country or even something that you would see at like Tropicana Field or the Rogers Center. But it is like synthetic grass turf. And uh, the, the blades itself were pretty short. And then instead of having rubber pellets like the field turf, the uh, little infill material was, he said, uh, coconut wood shavings, which kind of gave it a more like dirt feel, I guess, or it, it plays more like dirt than the field turf would. Um, and he said this is actually the first minor league stadium that uses uh, such a material. And the only other two baseball stadiums that have it at all are the ones in uh, Arizona where the Diamondbacks play and then the new one, Globe Life Field, in uh, Arlington, Texas, where the Rangers are going to play. So definitely a cool addition, um, definitely a, a professional-looking addition to the park. It makes the field uh, usable year-round. It, it makes the grass look manicured pretty much the whole year. The only thing that we're a little bit skeptical about about is having the warning track made of the same material as the field itself, which I guess, Joe, makes kind of defeats the purpose of having a warning track aesthetically it looks the same because the warning track is still brown but if you're an outfielder ranging back on a fly ball looking up and you don't feel that different texture under your shoes then um, I guess you're just relying on your instincts and maybe your fellow outfielders to uh, call the wall for you what do you think about that Joe yeah I have no experience in the outfield I mean as most of you guys probably know my baseball career ended in like seventh grade or something but so I've never actually experienced like looking up at a fly ball and then going from grass to the warning track but if it's anything like I've heard then you need that that extra like eight or nine feet however big the warning track is to kind of realize where you are and like how close you're actually getting to the wall because I would not want to be running like what 10 miles an hour just straight into a wall like that's it's not fun for anyone no I, I it's not I did uh, dive into a fence one time during high school 
we were playing. Uh, yep, we were playing at a school in Northern Virginia that did not have a warning track. However, the outfield itself was also very short. Um, the, the fences were super shallow compared to other fields we played on. So I kind of half attribute it to that. Partly attribute it to the lack of warning track, and then also partly attribute it to the lack of my situational awareness. And uh, you know. I was running at the wall, didn't really expect a wall, and didn't hear my left fielder call that there was a wall. But, you know, I, I didn't get hurt, so that was good. I, I, did, I did actually dive into it, though. It wasn't, it wasn't just a run. It was a, I, yeah, I left my feet. But hopefully that doesn't happen to anyone here in Fredericksburg. That would be embarrassing. Yeah, yeah it would probably make Sports Center not top ten. Hopefully. That would be publicity. It would be publicity. So from there, we walked across the field. The infield itself is still uh, natural dirt, which is good for sure. Uh, Yeah, Joe wants to make one more comment on the turf. So, yeah, the turf, in my opinion, was really, really cool. Um, Unlike the usual artificial turf that you see in these kind of stadiums, that really hurts to... um, to like dive on and slide on and stuff but I was just feeling around like with my hands and my feet in the outfield and I would not be afraid at all to like dive into this new technology because like I I feel like it wouldn't leave a mark or really hurt that bad unlike the other fields so I think that's going to be a definite positive from the players. Yeah, the the turf itself definitely had more of a natural grass kind of feel to it and not so much like a plasticky field turf kind of feel so i think you're right like it wouldn't leave the kind of burns that you might get from a field turf area definitely worth the money yeah i I would i would hope it's worth the money i don't know how much they spent on this place but but yeah of course um baseball stadiums and really sports stadiums in general kind of have a little bit of a bad reputation from the non-sports fan citizens because a lot of times city taxpayers are left funding stadiums that don't actually uh, reimburse the city fully with the economic benefit. So that's uh, yet to be determined here in Fredericksburg. Of course, the 2020 lack of season is not going to be a good start to that. But um, I think you know Fredericksburg is a growing area, and there's certainly a lot of support here that we've already seen for the Nationals. Um, and I think it, it'll only grow kind of as the team gains traction in the area. Um, and it'll certainly be a fun, you know, family-friendly event uh, during summer evenings. Uh, so finally, yeah, we walked back across the field to the fir- uh, yeah first base side. And uh, we got to go down into the dugout. The dugouts themselves are full Major League-sized dugouts. Another huge upgrade on Fitzner Stadium, which had... Um, I don't even know how to describe the dugouts. The dugouts at Fitzner Stadium were essentially like maybe softball field sized dugouts they were super truncated didn't even have a step or anything they were the same level as the field and um yeah very small the players are just like huddling on top of each other in there it was pretty pathetic to watch from a fan standpoint so uh, that's definitely a huge upgrade here at this stadium in fredericksburg um and then we were able to walk up the steps uh through that main seating area back up to the concourse and yeah, so we were able to stand in the concourse, which, like I said, itself is, is not um, not finished yet. But it is going to be an open concourse, meaning that if you walk around the infield, you know, during the game, you'll be able to watch the game from the concourse, which is, you know, another good feature to have, especially in these new stadiums when you have that option. Because then if you want to get up and use the bathroom or get food or whatever, you're missing less of the action when you're actually out of your seat because you can you can watch the game while you're in the concourse. Yeah, I just want to add something about the dugouts and stuff. So at, at the Fitz, there were no bullpens at all. And I'm pretty sure Steve already mentioned the bullpens for uh, for this new stadium. But yeah, literally the players would just be sitting in folding chairs like on the field. 
at the Potomac National Stadium. So already the bullpens um, are just good to have. And on top of that, the dugouts are way bigger, like full MLB size. So I think just all around, it's a way more positive experience for the players too, not only the fans. Yeah, for sure. And um, I, I think in that'll kind of pay the fans back a little bit because um, Potomac being so close to D.C. was a, a kind of a natural rehab spot for um, – you know, Nationals MLB players who were on their way back from injury. But I think a lot of the players ended up just going to like double A Harrisburg, which isn't that much farther up the road into Pennsylvania, just because the facilities were so much better. So now that the Nationals have this facility that has way better facilities than Fitzner would have had, uh, we might end up seeing more rehab players just stay here, you know, in Virginia instead of making that trip up to Harrisburg, um, which, of course, yeah, would kind of pay the fans back because they'll get to see the likes of, you know, people like Juan Soto and Trey Turner, um, you know, Steven Strasburg, Max Scherzer, on occasion, you know, should they ever need a rehab assignment, which ideally they wouldn't need, but, of course, it's going to happen at some point. The stadium itself, though, is, is relatively small. It seats about 6,000, which is pretty normal for, like, a, a 21st century minor league stadium. But, you know, it, it gives you an intimate feel because there's no upper deck. There's there's really no seating much farther than, uh, I would say, maybe 15 or 20 rows back on the infield. And then in the outfield, you've got the, the concourse, and then you've got that left field porch area that's 15 to 20 feet above the field. So, really, you're going to be on top of the action wherever you're sitting. Uh, and maybe the worst seats in the house would be like the suites or the press boxes that are up there above the infield seats, which are still going to be, you know, really good vantage points. Um, that said, I, I think Joe was talking about it, like the foul balls will probably leave the stadium pretty frequently. So if you're a foul ball collector, you know, why not just like park over there and, and wait outside the stadium and and maybe, you know, luck will find you and, and you'll snag a foul ball in the parking lot out there. Um, if you're familiar with Fredericksburg at all, I would guess that a lot of the parking will actually be at like the expo center at the hotels there, um, kind of behind that Wegmans area. But, um, right next to the stadium, it looks like there's probably a lot for season ticket holders or maybe not even all season ticket holders, maybe just a couple hundred cars. So for a stadium of 6,000, they're definitely going to need some overflow parking and maybe even like a shuttle service from like somewhere else in central park. But Nevertheless, uh, really good location, uh, and it's all wooded behind the outfield, so you don't really feel like you're in such a commercial congested area, even though right on the other side of the stadium there are just a bunch of hotels and shops and that kind of thing. Um, so it's going to be a busy, heavy, heavily trafficked area, similar to the Woodbridge location, but once you're actually in the stadium, it definitely feels more uh, more rural and a little bit more intimate for a baseball environment. Uh, so, Joe, are you looking forward to going to see some games here in Fredericksburg? Yeah, pretty much during this entire interview, I've just been thinking about the upgrades that it really has rather than being up in Manassas still because there was nothing appealing to me about going to a baseball game in Northern Virginia. I went to high school four years in Northern Virginia, and I found very few things appealing up in that area. <laughs> and I just feel like down here, you have so much more local support in the community. There's a lot of small businesses, breweries that are just sponsoring the team and just trying to get their name out there, like all for the good cause, all to bring the community together because Fredericksburg really has nothing like this. And it's a really good just entertainment. I'm pretty sure Paul said in the last um, the last episode that minor league baseball is really just about entertainment. And I think that with the team coming down here in the stadium coming all together it really is going to create a very good family-friendly entertainment environment 
um, just making the most of every situation, and that's what we like to see as a resident of Fredericksburg. I wish I could be here for the entire season, but I'll be here hopefully for most of the summers, so I'll be able to catch my fair share of games and enjoy the experience. Yeah, definitely, and, and of course we look forward to watching games here whenever they happen, hopefully as soon as next spring, but we'll see. Uh, so yeah, despite the fact that the stadium's not finished, despite the fact that the name is the Fredericksburg Nationals, maybe we can get some support for a name change here in, in the next few years, but but <laughs> despite those things, it's a great stadium. Uh, we definitely look forward to, to going to watch some baseball games here, and yeah, like Joe said, it's probably what less than 10 minutes from our house here in Fredericksburg uh way better than driving up to northern Virginia or all the way down to Richmond for the, you know the double a squirrels games um so yeah definitely a great addition to the city uh, I think there's going to be a lot of local support and we're going to have a lot of fun summer nights here in Fredericksburg so hopefully uh if you don't live too far away you can travel to Fredericksburg sometime and check out this brand new ballpark um when it opens up for the fans and uh, for baseball season um, but until then, stay tuned here on the Top Step. Thanks for listening.